1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Whiskey and Whitetails podcast. Today is episode 97, coming to you on October 31st. Happy Halloween. Halloween. Gus, that was impressive. You just did like full DJ stuff over there. With on that. the fly, it's, baby. It comes comes natural. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that sound you just heard was Gus pushing buttons and made, he made the scream. He did everything. Oh, it was very impressive. Yeah, I, I, that's what I do. I, uh, I drink whiskey. I occasionally hunt really badly. and You're good with your fingers. Good with my, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, yeah. as always, uh, thanks to the Waypoint Network for having us and allowing us to banter and do our fun stuff. Not allowing us, but you know what I mean, putting up with us. And uh, thanks always to our patrons for supporting us. If you're new here, welcome. If you're not, welcome back. And Oh, and uh, speaking of patrons, if you don't know, you can go to patreon.com slash whiskeyandwhitetails and you can join up. And there's several different tiers, one of which, uh, well, like three or four of them actually give you classes, which we are, uh, I am going to publish in, in late fashion as always, but in the month of October, we'll be publishing our second whiskey. I mean, Whitetails. Second Whitetails episode. Whitetails episode. And uh, these go pretty in-depth, more in-depth than you're going to get anywhere else. That's why they are, there's a, there's a, the, you know, you have to be behind a paywall to get to them. They're, right. It's a lot of work we put into it. It's Some of it can get dense, but it's, on the most part, pretty good content. And it's informational. Yeah. So, that's on there, and you can join for as low as I think five dollars a month. Yes. We went up because of inflation. It used to be three, but now three dollars won't even buy you a yeah. can of gas. So. You can thank you can thank Biden for that. Yep, Just thank kidding. your president because mm. he had a direct <laughs> correlation over the value of the dollar. He yeah. actually might have. I don't Maybe know. who knows? I'm not political. So yeah, so thanks to the patients for being around. Thanks for all that. We have a special episode today. We are going to have Dom Gatto, photographer. Um, which we basically invented, discovered. You love saying that. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy. He's he's been a friend for uh, of ours kind of since day one uh, with with whiskey and whitetails. Yeah. And he started making the content, and I was like, we need uh we need people to take deer photos. And he was just starting out. Yep, and uh, he's he's supported us. We've supported him, so we are uh, thrilled to have him join us today, chat a little bit, and uh, catch up. We haven't talked in a while, so 
Yeah, and literally, whenever literally, <laughs> that means hot, hot fire right now. It's funny as hell. Um, once he calls in, we will just we will just clip it over. But um, I think that we'll probably end up talking about snipers unknown stuff. So we'll skip that. Is there anything we need to get out of the way before we? Don- I think we're going to do thirty minutes with Don. Yeah, thirty minutes is good. Uh, anything we need to get out of the way? Well, um, like, I hope your Halloween's going well and you're trick or treating. Yeah, I guess or, we can go or, that or, if you're, or if you're trick or treating later, we hope it goes well. Yeah, and that your kids get lots of candy and stay up all night and keep you awake. And due to a busy day, I have to put in a full nine hours on Halloween day. So fun, yeah. So I'm going to try and get to work at like five in the morning so I can be home before dark. Now that it gets dark early, your neighborhood goes bananas for Halloween. My neighborhood is wild for Halloween. Yeah. It's uh, it's so uh, COVID kind of screwed it up, but I mean. We're talking neighbors will go in on bouncy castles. So like yeah. in between two houses will, will be bouncy castles. They get Jeez. like we always, we always set up a bar in the front yard. And I use that old Fitz Prime, uh-huh. which is like $16. Right. But people come by and they're like, can we have some of the old Fitzgerald? And I'm like, sure can. Sure. And they're like, this is crazy. They take pictures of it. Like, can't believe this guy's just giving out old Fitz. I'm like, yep. Sure I am. Sure am. So we usually have a, if there's a, if it's a weekend, it's Monday. Is there there will be football Monday? So we'll have the yeah. TV out. I usually put the TV in the truck bed. Oh, nice! And I use a truck bed as a bar, and we just hang out. And Very it's nice. Usually a pretty good throwdown. Cool. Yeah, last year was a little funky with with COVID. I'm hoping this year's uh, in, in our neighborhood is going to be a lot better because it's a good sized neighborhood. So yeah, there's no there is a house in our neighborhood that does a Halloween light show and a Christmas light show mm. where they put everything to music or whatnot it's pretty neat interesting you can like drive up to the house and they have a, a radio channel you can put on oh here it comes up dom and we're oh i must have hit ignore on some reason oh hopefully he answers it and we have to beep out whatever he says hello 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 we're live Oh, we're live. Awesome. What's going on? Straight into it. Don't want to waste any time, you know? I love it. We were just chatting about Halloween, because that's when this episode comes out. What are you guys dressing up as? I'm dressed up as a dick. Tater. That's an easy easy costume. Yeah. Comes very natural (laughs) to him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Good stuff. How have you been, Dom? We were just telling the, uh, the podcast that... We discovered and invented you, and you wouldn't be where you are without us. It's pretty that true, right? Uh, 110% true, yes. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, We're I'm, making I'm, shit I'm, up. I owe, no, no, I owe my entire career to, to a whiskey and whitetails. That's, that's kind of how this goes. It has nothing to do with your personal work and, uh, and determination to grow. It's all us. Oh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so how's, uh, how's the calendar going? We got the calendar going out this year. It's good. Uh, the calendar's been selling like hotcakes. Good, man. Very, very excited about that. Last year's numbers were good and um, had a lot of demand for it this year. And I had a couple people reach out to me and say, you know, well, you make another one, you make another one. So I put it out there and um, I was actually surprised. Like the first day I had about 50 of them kind of fly out. Right That's away. awesome. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's a really cool thing kind of doing that every year. And I'm happy that this year I got people involved. Like um, obviously you guys, I love having you on there. Uh, I got Camp Hero involved, Tunnels Towers, and Onyx Maps, and all, all these really great people kind of jumped in and got involved with it, which is, you know, it, it's good to support these kind of organizations and people, and 
I'm, I'm happy about it. It's, it's some fun to do every year, you know? What's crazy about the calendars, you, it's like of all the things technology replaced, having a calendar in your office cannot replace that. I agree. I got to have one. I need to be able to write <laughs> dates on it stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. It's like I can always scroll through my phone with everything, but I mean, let's be honest, my wife keeps all the dates anyway, so mine are just doodles and, you know, when I have to go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Birthdays, holidays, events. No, those don't go on there. Hunting no. season and right hunting trips, <laughs> the projected uh, uh, peak of the rut and stuff like that. That's, yeah. that's the important stuff. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's something I thought about doing for next year. Like um, put mm. it in different like hunting stuff as far as the dates go, like opening days, opening seasons for different states. But it seems like a lot of work. It's <laughs> a lot of work. I actually have it compiled somewhere though. So I was going to suggest. Uh, I was going to say you could do it offline on a and create sort of a an online. Uh, place to access that information and put a QR code on each on each month. Each month, yeah. Someone that scan is and a get good the idea. information. Yeah, yeah. That's actually an excellent idea. <laughs> I have QR really codes are so idea. easy. Yeah, I, I get a good yeah. idea every now and then. It's probably yeah. that's probably yeah. it for this month. I'm gonna jot that down on my calendar. <laughs> You should. You should. <laughs> and if you're listening and you want to get you a calendar, you can go to dongoutofphoto.com. Use code whiskey and you get twenty percent off. Of that calendar, nice. and then you get to see our epic quote of the of the month that's in there. I think we're January. I believe you guys are January. No, you're February. February. January. I, I I dedicated January to my wife this year. Gotcha. Makes sense because she, uh, you know, she lets me do all these things. So she's yeah. the boss. She's the boss. We all know that. It's good to know who your boss is in life. That's for sure. <laughs> it's pretty clear cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you, you got a date with Mr. Kruger coming up. I do. I'm so excited about it. Yeah, going out to Texas with Lance. And, Let's start um, in the beginning and tell us tell us how that came to happen. What exactly you're doing? Because I've been waiting to ask you. I, I mean, I kind of figured it out, but not fully. Okay, so you want me to go all the way back to the very beginning here? No, just this, this specific. Just trip. this one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Specific trip. Cool. All right. So Lance put out there that he's offering a. Um, and this is Lance Kruger, which is a is wildlife Kruger. photographer. If you know, if you're not familiar. Yeah, if you if you don't know who Lance Kruger is, he is um, basically the number one guy. He, yeah. He's the guy who has wrote the book on photographing white-tailed deer. He's in just about every magazine, very skilled, um, and he is a very savvy businessman when it comes to the business of wildlife photography. The guy is just you this an artist. Way. If you're you know, looking at kidding. New Yorkers, he's the Eric Adams of New York. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm not touching that. Anyway, okay. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, Lance put out this thing that he was doing a masterclass in um, in Texas at uh, La Racius Ranch. La Racius Ranch. I don't know how to pronounce it. I probably sound stupid, but I it's believe fine. it's Racius. Racius Ranch. Okay, there you go. Well, auto correct me later in the editing if you can. If you can't, just I let could me be wrong. Down. We fine. could both be wrong. I'll do a spell right, check well, on the audio. We'll get it right. <laughs> it might be Racius. <laughs> Rasias, that actually sounds right. That sounds like a can yeah. of tomatoes. So. Yeah, yeah, Rotella. that sounds much better. <laughs> so he uh, hey, he partnered up with them, and uh, basically he's having six of us total come out there to photograph these world class white tailed deer. But not only we're going to be able to photograph them, he's going to explain all the ways he's done it over the years. So who better to learn from? about photographing white-tailed deer and wild game like this than Lance Kruger. I mean, so it's like getting, you know, basketball lessons from Michael Jordan. So Lance invited you out? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's big honors. Pretty, uh, 
Yeah, look, I've spoken with him over the last couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. I've always reached out, to, and I was really excited when I reached out to him years ago when I first kind of started this. You know, you reach out to the top guy, you don't think he's going to get back to you, but like a week went by, and he sent me a message, and he says, hey, sorry, I haven't gotten back to you, and started talking to me and sent me emails, sent me a lot of information. Like, he took time out of his day and kind of walked me through all the answers I needed. He's always been extremely helpful. Yeah. We've, uh, we've yeah, spoken there's no, there's with no one him else I'd rather learn from. several times over the years. And he's a, uh, I know for a fact he's not listening. So I'm just going to say he's a, he's a rough dude. Um, oh yeah. Rough character, but he, you know, I guess rightfully so he's earned, he's earned that spot in life. I think Yeah, he, he doesn't mince words. Yeah. He'll tell yeah, exactly what he's thinking. Well, that's what I like about him. Right. Cause I've, I've called you know him he's before. Not lie to you. Yeah. I've called him before about like certain photographs I've taken and I reached out to him and been like, hey, Lance, what do you think about this one for like, I'm going to pitch it to a couple of magazines. What do you think? And on the back of my head, I'm thinking it's one of the best photographs I've ever taken. Right. I'm like, this is the t- top thing I've ever done. I'm so proud of it, but I want to hear it from someone who's not going to sugarcoat it. And he just completely chopped me down. Yeah. He was like, this looks <laughs> like, like shit. Every- <laughs> He's like, this is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he didn't say it was garbage, but he did say like, you know, it could be better with this. Maybe you should look out for that. He catches all the little things that when you're too caught up in your own work and even, especially when you impress yourself, that's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, I constantly have to pull my, my own reins back. And that's something he really taught me like, you know, be very, very self-critical. I think he's really critical of his own work and he reflects that into everyone else's, which is a good thing. Cause it's the only reason way you really get better. Well, I'll tell you this, when you reach out to him and ask him something, he'll usually come pitch about it to me. So <laughs> I'm aware. That's fine. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it doesn't matter. It's it's good. It's you know that he cares if he's because he well, comes again, to me. You, and you guys, yeah, you guys made me who I am. So of course, it's all your fault. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> he understands. He yeah. understands how the yeah. industry works. Yeah. No, but you know what? It's it says a lot that he's that he's taking whether he's taking the time to be brutally honest with you or 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 you know <laughs> or uh, sorry, uh, Matt's got his a telemarketer call, calling him. Uh, be good now. <laughs> yeah. So whether he's taken the time to critique something and be brutally honest about it, or uh, you know, or invite you down for you know, kind of a master class, the fact that he's engaging at all, you know, speaks volumes. Because I'm sure there are a ton of people that hit him up that he just doesn't even pay mind to. He just doesn't have time. So someone that busy and that successful has to be very, um, what's the word, deliberate about their their time and and who they interact with. So I think it goes. Yeah. I think it goes a long way or says says a lot. Tom, you think yeah. every day a photographer's born, one quits? <laughs> Just asking. I'll, I'll agree with that. Sure. I think that's pretty close because I watch these yeah. these accounts pop up, and we get we get them from both sides. The I'm going to be a bourbon guy account, and then we'll get the you know I'm going to be uh, I'm going to start an outdoor hunting company. You know, but there's always it's always and. Um, most of them don't make it a year. They just give up because it's so hard to get traction. You you really got to do something yeah. different to. Um, well, look, look what happened with shutters and shells. That's done. Yeah, that's dead but in the water. Now you it's can focus. Thing. You can focus on the photography. You don't got to worry about podcasting. Not everybody well, needs a yeah, podcast. Exactly. I don't even know that mm-hmm. we need a podcast. We just like doing it. I mean, I th- I think you guys do. I think it's very entertaining. I appreciate well, that. We appreciate that. <laughs> no, I, I I do. I like it. No, you guys have a good thing going on. You know, I always enjoy your stuff. Well, I'll tell but you what. You're, 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 go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say your presets. I can always tell there's a certain uh, other patron, Josh. He'll, he sent me a picture of a squirrel the other day. 
I saw and it. And I yes. was like, I can tell. Uh, I can tell you bought Dom's presets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, those things are. Uh, they still make their rounds, man. I still use them every day. That's good, dude. I it's, love them. It's great when you have a product that you you don't have to mess with, and people can buy it. I mean, it's your signature look, and I've always said that about your photography. Is it has this like kind of dark, ominous look to it, and I like it. Yeah, no, it's moody. 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 Yeah, moody. Yeah. It sets moody. the mood. Yeah. Because like every every deer picture and every picture of the outdoors usually you know vibrant vibrant sunshine all that stuff. Most of my stuff is all big woods, so it's always dark to begin with. So might as well play on that, you know. And that's I steal your um, one time on our podcast. You told us how how you find deer because I always asked. Do you remember what, you remember mm-hmm. what you said? I wonder if you no, do the same say. thing still. What I say? Well, you tell me again. How do you find deer? And I'll tell you if you say the same thing. <sighs> No, you're putting me on the spot, and I'm going to say something different. And, no, it's fine. You, know, you might have new knowledge. <laughs> how do you yeah. find do these find, deer to take pictures of? How do I find the deer? I'm going to stay out in the woods as long as possible. It's probably the best way, but I don't remember the specifics that I told you. You told me to find a trail, follow mm-hmm. that trail until it's too thick to keep going, walk mm-hmm. back and 20 keep feet, going. and and yeah. then and sit there and take pictures. Yeah. And yeah. I, ever that's since I've been using way. that method to hunt, I see deer. Yeah, no, look, that's uh, that is the truth of the matter, and I'm glad you brought that specific one because that's one I kind of, I guess, that I'm subconsciously doing that now, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I don't even, I don't even think about it anymore when I go out there. It's just, it's like second nature. You're walking through and you, you just spot things and you follow things, and that probably is the way I still really do it. Is you find the deer trails, you walk in. Once you really can't go through all the thick stuff, I mean, that's where they're coming out. So that's your spot. Pick it out. Got to find the water, got to find the food, got to find the trail. You find those three, you'll find the deer. So smart. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's your master class on how to hunt deer. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We'll, uh... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <clears throat> That's actually what I did. I got my Onyx out uh, this morning and went through the lottery hunt. I got a lottery hunt next weekend. I don't know exactly where I'm hunting, but I just turned on that filter for government lands, and it showed the web WMA archery. And I went through and marked all of the, you can see the trails already. It's just a default map, but I oh, went through awesome. and marked all the ponds, all the streams, all the choke points I could find. That way when mm-hmm. I get out there and they say, this is the area you're allowed to hunt, I've already, already know where that's I'm going to go. key points to head to. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Don't waste yeah. time. You know, I, I've learned a couple of tricks over the years. Uh, that was like one of the first ones I really dialed in. That was just from straight up hunting, but... Like one thing I never really did, and probably why I wasn't the best whitetail hunter ever, was uh, I never really played the wind walking in and getting to my spot. I just walked into my spot, you know. Yep. And now I always have a plan whenever I go in there. Like if, the, if I'm walking north and the wind is blowing north as well, and it's going to be windy, I'm going to walk all the way around, take the huge long way around, then walk south. You know, yep. like I'm going to be you know against it, so they're not going to wind me. It's you, you pick up these little things over time, you know. Yeah, to. yep. It's funny how uh, when the more the more experience you get, the more things you experience, the more you realize that the the fundamentals, the basics, the things that our grandparents and great grandparents did, you know, playing the wind, you know, going in on a uh, you know a cold front, uh, you know, oh, no yeah. no ozone killer, no high tech camo, just a flannel and some you know dark dark jeans or pants and they kill deer all the time, all the time. TBR and Marlboro Reds. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, Kyle Yelton sent me a uh, thing. You know, he, people send him pictures of their deer and then they write up like what they did or whatever. Yeah. 
the guy, I'll just read it. It said, um, it was, it was a good looking deer. Yeah. Excuse you. And let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have prepared this. Wow. Can't find it. It was a good looking deer, but it said, uh, no shit. I was sitting there and he walked out and I was like, I'm going to kill him. So I put my cigarette out and stood up. I'm sitting there thinking, like, this dude's chilling in a chair, smoking a cigarette, like, hanging out. I picture him sitting in that that a uh, big tree stand, like yeah. a, a box, like your like um, my like uncle has. Yeah, that, yeah but at Dave's, like, that thing is so shady. Yeah. I'd be surprised if it's still there. I don't know that it is. He just told <laughs> me something. moss-covered plywood. Oh, dude, it's bad. And, and, it's, and <laughs> it's like an oak tree that you would build a tree house out of when you were 18 years old. And now you're 45 and you're still hunting out of it. That's <laughs> the, the lat, like the wooden ladder that was like nailed into the, into the tree was definitely covered in moss. And so climbing up that thing yeah. that the one time I hunted out of there, we, we climbed up and we hunted it together because it's big enough that you can sit on either side of it and see completely different parts of the woods. Yeah. And uh, so we climbed up together to, and both hunted out of a different side of it. And I thought I was going to die climbing up the thing. It was full of not only moss, and, and but snow and, and ice. One <laughs> of the steps has, one of the steps is a tree branch and it's got yes. uh, deck, like deck tape nailed to the tree branch. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's like OSHA right there. It's perfect. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. It scares me that he gets, because he's older, you know, and it, I, it scares me that he gets up and down. But I mean. Yeah, you know, he also hunts out of tripods, which I think are hilarious when you walk up on somebody on a tripod. <laughs> oh, a, a tripod stand? Yeah, it's, it's you just, just look so dumb. In the middle of the, just there's yeah. no cover. Sometimes you get one that's got like a thing around it, Yeah, right? but it still looks so dumb. Just in the middle of the woods. You just, you just sit there looking like a Star Wars battle droid. <laughs> well, you got to imagine that to a deer at the angle they're looking at, they you probably just look like a dude floating in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I think it's, I like hunting on the ground, honestly. I know it's not as, it's not as good to hunt on the ground. You know, you can get winded a lot easier. It's a lot tougher, but I like being ground level. I always did. That was always what I did. I walked and hunted the ground. That's, that was what I did my whole life. It's not until coming to South Carolina that it's like tree stands or a thing. Like when we used to hunt yeah. Gloucester. That's the reason I have that shotgun. It's a, it's a, it's a rifled barrel H and R. 20 or uh, 10, 20 gauge. Yeah. And you just walk around with that thing until you, you jump a deer and then you shoot it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good way to do it. Much more exciting. Yeah. You get some exercise. You don't wake up with cramps next day. Yeah. No, I, I spent a lot of time up in stands and stuff. I'll tell you what though. I was in, when I was in Georgia, I was up in, um, some tower stands, some redneck blinds. You ever been inside a redneck blind? Oh, oh yeah. For sure. Those are nice. Oh my God. It was like a hotel. Yeah. I love that thing. Glass it, windows. It, you I, can put I, a buddy heater. So nice. Oh, yeah. So what's next yeah, for so nice. the Dom Gatto experience? What you going? What you going? Well, after Texas, uh, next year, I got a lot coming up in life. So I don't know what I'm going to be doing as far as the trips go. I actually was working all that out today. Now that, you know, in the full swing of deer season, I'm already starting to look towards next season, you know. And... You know, this year I have Texas. I had Nebraska where I did Turkey, and that was nice. Next year, it may be mostly like New York, Pennsylvania, kind of local stuff. I might take another trip down to Georgia because uh, that guy, Richie, that I met up last time down there said I was welcome back again. I'd like to go back down there. That was a real beautiful piece of land out there. And um, in the long game future, though, in the long game, uh, I'd like to do Nebraska again. I'd like to go out to like some big land like Colorado, Wyoming, like do 
Canada, like places like that. I really like to travel, but I'm, I'm in this for a much longer time that I don't have to worry about doing it each and every year. You know, I, I, you know, the big thing I really want to do is come down to Kentucky and, uh, see camp hero i'd like to come see you guys down in south carolina you know i got a whole list of places i gotta travel and everyone keeps inviting me out i'm like i only have so much time yeah <laughs> you know so you that's really what's, what's next up come to camp hero that's an easy that's an easy do mm. oh you guys want to hear the real the real big future for dom got photography right now lottery i haven't to- I haven't told anybody this yet okay all right well i kind of told people but now it's legitimately in the works now. I am currently writing a book. Nice. Oh, shit. Yeah. It is the Hunter's Guide to Wildlife Photography. Wow. Yeah. So it's going to go over how much uh, all the, the stuff we learned hunting growing up, because a lot of people who go out to do wildlife photography have no idea how to actually track these animals and how to sit in the woods and be patient. They, they never had to do it in yeah. the sense of hunting, where hunters have a complete understanding on how to you know, spend eight hours outside doing nothing, looking for one specific animal. You so do. I'm thinking apply all those skills to wildlife photography. It's worked out for me so far. So I figured maybe I'd teach other people. For sure. Are you going to do big words and pictures? So loafs like me can read it. Pretty much. Um, it's going to be a lot of pop-ups. Wow, that's what's um, there's there's going to be a, cu- a couple of connect the dots and color ins. You yeah, guys please let me lines. color in. <laughs> are these, are these color by number? Cause that's about all I can do. <laughs> It, you know, for you, I'll put in a color by number, all right? But it's only going to be, it's just going to be a picture of a deer with number one and one is going to be brown. So you can't fail. You'll be all right. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. <laughs> when are you thinking about releasing this? It's going to be a long road. Um, I just finished the first draft of it. Um, it's around 12, 13 chapters, a couple hundred pages. Wow. Uh, I had to, I had to run through a couple of rounds of editing and talking with some publishers right now. So you're thinking at least a year or two before it really, it really rolls through. Plus, I want to keep adding to it. All the experiences I have just give me new insight. I'm going, even with the Lance Kruger thing coming up, I mean, I'm going to learn so much from him. As much as I like to think I know a lot, I I know when I step into a room with him, I know nothing. So that is going to apply to a lot of things I'm going to learn and apply as well. That's what I wonder if, if, uh, if 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 you're writing it too soon. I don't know if it's too soon. Or it gives you an opportunity to write chapter, you know, episode two. (laughs) It's true. No, I don't know if it's going to be too soon because a lot of it bases on, you know, things that I know are tried and true. You know, it's going to be a lot about, you know, basic hunting things that, you know, if you read this kind of book, you would read it and go like, oh, I knew that. Or even when we talk about little things like hunting, like follow the trail and stay by the the thick stuff, like little things like that, you would get it. But if you're explaining this to somebody who has never hunted before, they may pick up on that and be like, oh, that's how you track a deer. Well, yeah, that's how you track a deer. You never did before. You're not going to know how to do it. Right, right. Yeah, so well, I don't know if it's a matter of too soon, but if eh, you, maybe. If you need someone to write you a kick-ass forward, you let us okay. know. Okay, <laughs> okay, I'm in. Sounds good. I was also thinking, when it's time to release, if it coincides with something that we're doing, you could come do a release party and do a book signing, like at one of the big events that we do, like Bourbon on the Banks or something. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that would I'm be down really, for that. really cool. Yeah, actually, I'm definitely down for that. Actually, the the event that happens at the big it happens in Shit, seaweed, dude. Seaweed, or I was thinking that uh, we haven't we haven't been ourselves, but we keep being told we need to go, and that it's really big. It's in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's the Dixie Deer Classic. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be another good good place to do a. Do well, a, if you came to seaweed, you could just room yeah. board with us for free. That'd be a one th- one plus. 
But that yeah, would be that great. Be That's in February though, so you won't make that unless you do twenty twenty four. Who do I gotta who do I gotta share a bed with though? Nobody. You don't have to, but I would uh, you're more than well, welcome I'm not to hop co- into I'm not my coming bed. then. No, yeah, I'm not coming then. No, so you're more than welcome. <laughs> I can kick the wife out. Not a big deal. Yes. Perfect. Not a big deal. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you guys have been telling me about CB for a couple of years now. It's always been in the back of my mind, things like that, conventions and events. It's something I need to do more of. But look, you you guys know my schedule is limited. I do what I can. And, uh, you know, I got to really block it off, and I just got to jump in one day. Well, I, I will. But if you come, I can introduce you to Ryan Kirby. And then Ryan Kirby is like the um, painting Lance Kruger, if you will. Okay. For wildlife. For wildlife art, yeah. They got oh, that's pretty cool. Unbelievable. He's uh a master of his craft. Oh, that's excellent. Podcast yeah, I lo- listener, I love that kind of company stuff. supporter. Good guy. Nice. Yeah, I, I love that kind of stuff. The uh, the guys who paint all the deer and wildlife and stuff. It's it amazes me how someone could do stuff like that. He gets a lot of his inspiration from uh, trail cameras because he says there's not enough wildlife photographers out there getting just deer doing what deer do. Just it's nat- always natural stuff. Yeah, yeah, like scratching their back with their antler or. Or smelling mm-hmm. something funny, or yeah. picked up chewing on a branch, like doing something weird. It's yeah, funny. It's always still photography. It's funny how because he, he's very transparent about kind of his process and, and how he puts together a piece, and whether it's something he wants to do or it's a com- somewhat of a commissioned piece, like he did for the Drury's. Um, you know, he takes like multiple pictures, and and he, he may mm-hmm. if it's not an, if it's let's just say an elk that he wants to do, he may take a a photo. That's got a body of an elk that he likes, but then take a different photo that's got a, a set of antlers, you know, that he yeah. really likes, and and he'll use various photos as references for how he puts his piece together. It's really fascinating. Yeah, the jewelry photo was trail cameras, and then mm-hmm. the actual dead animal itself. But he put the stand in the background. He included a bunch of stuff for that photo or that painting. I think oh, Dan- awesome. Danger is his name. Yeah, yeah. if you've ever looked it up, the jewelry photo. Uh, it's worth looking up. Ryan Kirby, Danger is the name of the photo. It's for Drury Outdoors. It's, it's really good. I'm definitely going to take a look at that. It's really good. You know, that's that's kind of funny that you mentioned that he likes painting things, deer kind of just doing what they do. Because I noticed I noticed this trend early on. I was always posting photographs of deer kind of either head on or blade away or whenever they, they spotted me when they were facing the camera and stuff. But the stuff early on that got the most traction when the most people enjoyed it with stuff like the deer eating a leaf or the deer doing a rub on a sapling or, you know, scratching itself or, you know, those little kind of behavioral traits, people really enjoy seeing them. I think it makes comments or yeah, I think it makes uh comments on the photo easier too. Yeah, that's true. But there's something to talk about. Yeah. Well, observing, yeah, observing them behave, behave and interact is just, you know, we're taking some of these, these courses for the, uh, the deer steward courses, you realize that for as much as we know about whitetail, there's just as much, if not more, that we still don't know. For sure. Oh yeah, they're they're enigmas, all of them. I've seen <laughs> that I've seen deer all over the country, and they act differently in every different part of the country. They surprise me every single time with what they're going to do. I could I could never really fully predict it. If you come down to Kentucky, I need you to get a photo of the way these deer stomp down there. I've, I've again also seen deer all over the country. I've never seen them act the way they do there. It's wild. They, 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 uh, they, they, stomp. they rear up like, like a horse and then they come down both legs and just slam the shit out of the ground. I mean, you can feel really? it feet away. It comes yeah. up the tree into the stand. It's wild. They're, they're, you know how all deer stomp. They're doing it for the same yeah. reason, but these rear back like a horse. It's, it's unbelievable. Oh, I'd love to get a picture of that. 
It's it's it looks really cool because they look like when they come up like that, they look like a horse. That is so. I've never once seen that. That is, I'd love to. I'd love to watch that. Let alone photograph. But I'd love to watch that. It's only in that holler because I talk to people that live around there, and they're like, "Yeah, all the deer here do it." But you go ten miles north, they don't do it up there. It's weird. <laughs> it's like a genetic <laughs> well, that, trait that was developed thing. hundreds of years ago, or whatever. Yeah, that's the craziest thing. And you know what? It's the craziest thing how, like, up here in New York, when you're talking about stopping, like, up here in New York, there, I can remember several times I got, you know, stomped at, snored at by a doe, and it was just a steady, you watch them, they raise their leg up nice and slow, and they slam it down, yep. and they kind of wait, they might raise the second leg up nice and slow, kind of looking right near where you are, stomp it down really fast, and then they might blow and run off. That's exactly what they but, do here. <laughs> yeah, well, when I was in, when I was in Georgia, um, I had a doe stop at me in Georgia and when she did it, she stopped and ran and stopped and then stopped and ran and stopped almost in like a semicircle. Like she always moved every time she stopped. Hmm. And that was something I hadn't seen before. And I, I, any other deer I really saw were just like that steady, slow, methodical pat, pat stomp on the ground every couple of seconds. And then looking around, this one was stomp snort run stomp snort run stomp snort run i saw a couple of deer do it out there which was you know like like you're saying the differences are just you know it's mind-boggling how much we really don't understand these animals as much as we try to yep and i love how they it's all like they all learn from each other and they, and they'll do it for, like you, they've been doing that probably in that farm for their whole life they don't know any different but like the deer here <laughs> in south carolina i had a doe come out the only reason i didn't kill it is because i thought it was a fawn because i've been in Kentucky too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was tiny, but it was, uh, it was dark haired. It was old though, but she came out and, and did the stomp snort blow and ran off deal. And then went straight to the field that I didn't hunt because I didn't want to hunt the field, but whatever. If you'd sat in the field, yeah, got, you wouldn't have come into the field. Just true. I got to ask some too. I had someone bring this up to me. Um, cause I recently put out a real, like a stupid meme video of a doe stomping that for whatever reason got like a half a million views. Mm. I feel like an idiot. I feel like an idiot every time I do that. No, no big <laughs> but, deal. Just half a million. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just, it's like it, all the reels I put out of like all my photographs, the adventures, the walking, the scenery, everything, nothing. Then I put out a stupid meme and it gets half a million views. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, someone posted on it saying that um, they've only seen doe uh, stomping and snorting. And I was like, well, I've seen bucks do that too. I've seen them do it plenty of times. Yeah, and sure. I know other people have, but is that like another thing around the country where only does do it or something like that that I don't know about? Because I've seen bucks do it plenty of times. You want to go first? No, we have no. different experience, or I don't know. No, for me, uh, I don't see. I don't think bucks do it as often. But I don't really. I don't think I've ever seen a buck stomp. But a hundred percent, I've been blowed at by bucks. A hundred percent. I've, Especially I've seen, the younger ones, they're they're quicker to do it. I think it's a learned behavior at a young age. You see, mama do it, probably. I, it has nothing to yeah. do with what sex they are. Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen them. I've 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 seen bucks stomp, um, but I I see them, you know, snort more than anything. Yeah, um, and I'm not sure yeah. if, if I'm not sure if they just wait to the last minute and then full send alert, and they're just not playing that middle ground um, as an effort to maybe just try and drag out their stealthiness if they if they can well when i was in virginia that you can't hunt there it's an industrial complex yeah and at five o'clock in the afternoon there's i remember i took all those pictures yeah. there's 10 12 points everywhere yeah, yeah and yeah. um you know you get out of the truck to go take a picture of them and they, and they blow and take off running yeah and not but 
Yeah, hundred percent. They definitely blow. If you, if you've never seen a buck blow, you just aren't in the woods enough. You haven't seen enough bucks. Yeah, no, no. I've, I've seen them blow. I've seen them stop. But usually when they do it, I've seen. Here's the big difference that I've seen. Like, doe will stand there and just stop. They'll just stare at you and just stop. Right. Yeah. And then the doe will blow and run. You know, that's usually yeah. what what the doe will do. For bucks, I've seen them more than more often than not. They will stomp and blow at the same time, but not run right away. Yeah. They'll just keep doing it at you. Like they'll do it almost in tandem. It makes sense. Yeah. I had no idea why. Like I said, we don't understand these creatures at all. No, they're, <laughs> they're complex animals. That's the other thing too. If you come to Kentucky, I know uh, the next County over is where they release those elk and uh, it's literally called elk view road. Can't kill mm-hmm. them, but we can go out there and take pictures of them. Oh, that's cool. I'm down. I always wonder how some of these guys get these photos of like these big elk and everything, but then I realized it's probably places like that. Well, good bull, uh, that dude puts in work. Yeah, no, he he's the exception to the rule yeah. out there. But the average person, it, yeah. I think they go places. I've like also that. seen some videos of his though, where it, it looks like they're at a park somewhere. Yeah, he's seen them before behind people's houses and, yeah, and yeah. things. But um, like the ones yeah, of yeah, he does hunting good. trips and he goes like he treks out and he's gone all weekend. Yeah, yeah. but That's elk are also for an elk hunt. well, elk are just different. Yeah, it's true. Oh yeah. They're not the same animal, so they behave differently. And, they, and you, there's definitely places you can go and get close to them. Yeah, I would, I would almost feel, uh, I mean, I've never been on an elk hunt before. I've seen a lot of people who have done it. I've talked to a lot of friends who have done it. I, I don't know if I could hack it, to be honest with you. We did it, and uh, it was. Uh, we haven't gone back. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to talk about it? The big goose egg. Got a big goose egg out of it. Yeah, they say oh. uh, they say it's five years of hunting before you get a bull. So it's it's not, you know, the, the people that go and get it their first year, they're, they're extremely lucky. They're, they're hunting high fence. We we yeah. went out natural national forest deal. Um, over the counter. Yeah, over know. the counter tags. We didn't win a lottery for a good spot. You know, it's Public just, land. We just kind of. also kinda... tons of, it was a forest. Everything you see online, I, I 100%. Because even on on X, it looked pretty open, but we got out there and it was not. Yeah, you you watch you watch other people hunt elk and you you listen to people talk about elk and they talk about you know getting the elevation and glassing open area yeah. and finding the elk and moving in on them and that's what we pictured doing and we were at ten eight to twelve thousand feet right yeah and it was just dense dense forest yeah. uh, a few spots that sort of opened up but they were on like mountainsides and, uh, and we couldn't really tell that in, uh, on the maps so we just were not prepared for like <laughs> trekking through thick thick woods and trying to I mean there were times where we would find ourselves within, you know, within 30, 40 yards of elk and not, not even seen or heard them until we, we busted them because it was so thick you couldn't see them. Yeah. Uh, that's got to be like the worst feeling too. Yeah. Well, when they lay down, their their racks just look like trees. They, yeah. They, you can't even. And, and they, they, you know, they tell you, okay, you know, when you're hunting elk, you don't need to, you know, be super quiet. Just walk through the woods. You sound more like another elk than anything else. So we're just walking. And, of course, so we didn't, we couldn't hear, you know, how close they were, um, let alone see them. So we also broke the cardinal rule of don't leave elk to find elk. We had, we had elk on us. There were females screaming and we were, it was our first day, I think or second day. Yeah. And we were mm-hmm. like, mm, not going to do it on the first day. Let's just go over here. And then <laughs> whatever. Listen, man, I know you got to go. Thank you for giving us the half hour. 
No, I appreciate it. No, thanks for having me on, guys. It's good talking with you again. Sorry I couldn't give you the full hour, but, you know, I'm always a busy, busy bee. I know, man. Not worried about it at all. Keep us posted on the book, man. We're excited about it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going uh, to. Look, it's, it's going to be a long time coming, but I'll definitely keep you guys in the loop on it. Cool. I'm in on the on signed copy number one. <laughs> all right. Signed copy number one, you guys. After it. you take care of mom and wife and all that. Nope. You guys first. Signed copy number one goes to you. <laughs> you asked for it, you got it. Perfect. I, what kind of guy would I be if I didn't give the two guys who gave me my start in this career <laughs> signed copy number one? <laughs> yeah. Man. People might start believing you. You keep saying that. <laughs> I'm going to keep pushing the narrative. Hey, right, listen, you guys be well. You guys be well. Be safe. I'll, uh, I'll keep you updated. And uh, yeah, thanks again for having me on. And for yeah, anyone man. else who's buy, buy uh, stuff from Whiskey and Whitetails, I got a bunch of their products. They're amazing. Fantastic. Shameless plug. Thank you, dude. Thanks, and I will man. tell you this. I remember when we had more followers than you did. I do remember that day. Oh, it was a long time ago. It was. Time ago. You've grown. <laughs> You're all grown up. <laughs> all right, Dom. We're going to give guys. you some spooky music on the way out. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, dude. <laughs> I love it. I'll see you later, guys. Bye. See ya. Bye. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Perfect. Okay. Thanks, Dom Gatto, for joining. You okay over there? You keep talking, sorry. Sorry, okay. Yeah, I can't get back to the other soundboard. Oh. Oh, well. Once you started recording, <laughs> I guess you can't do that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, I might have it. Um, oh, nope. No, you found it. Well, before we do that, I got it. I got one more thing to do. Right. Yeah, got it. So I was listening to one of my favorite song, one of my favorite bands this morning on the way to work. Usually, okay. I listen to podcasts, and today I was like, let's let's jam some music. So uh, this song just happened to come on, and it made me think of the guys, the bullshit blues, bullshit and booze podcast, and it reminded me that we still haven't done the thing with them. We got to do that. Yeah. So this is the song, and I'm going to play this just for y'all. My Spanish used to not be good, and it's a little better today, and I never knew what this song was saying, and now I do, and I'm not going to say it, but here you go. Me gusta mi reggae, me gusta punk rock, pero la cosa que me gusta más es panochita. And <laughs> if you don't know Spanish, that's a really fun, do you know what they said? I have no idea. Okay, good. Well, now I'm just going to cut it out. No, don't cut it out. It's not, it's, we couldn't say it in English. I'll tell you that. I was going to mess up our monetization. Mm-mm. It was so quick. No one's <laughs> even going to know. I'm just kidding. All right. So I have brought in all the, uh, for the, our favorite segment. So I brought in everything. So now we have a full list. So anyone that sent us stuff, anything that's here, it's now in the studio. And I think we have it's got like a solid like two months lineup. Yeah, here. I think we have the rest of the year. Sweet. However, if somebody sends us something cool, I don't mind cutting some of the stuff off. To, well, we'll, sh- uh, we'll shift the queue. Yeah, we'll shift the queue. But I have one in particular I want to try because I've this has been sitting on my bar for a long time. Hot minute. So go ahead and blah blam. I don't know. Remember which button it is? Oh, there it is.
Just the sip. Oh. <sighs> Try again. Premature. Just the sip. That sublime song again, right there. Um, so this is a 2019 cowboy from uh, what's the name of that distillery in Texas? Cowboy from uh, Garrison Brothers. <sighs> yeah. So this is their 2019 cowboy. All right. Edition. Uh, and this is the just a sip. Are we just we're the, gonna give it a smell? Give it just a sip, and then tell you what you think about it. The last time I had a Garrison Brothers was, I believe, at your house. One of our earliest podcast episodes that we did with Colton. From so Colton gave us this Cowboy Twenty Nineteen, and it's been hiding behind my bar. And I was doing some cleaning and found <sighs> it, and I was like, "Shit, I never drank it." Son of a bitch! All right, so awesome. shout out to Colton at Palmetto Bourbon. Really good nose. Really good nose. It's that Texas wood, that Texas heat, that dry. Mm. Nothing really discerning. There's some oak. There's a. Ooh, I switched nostrils and I got something different. It's funny almost, the way that works. It almost gives you some like slight dusty turkey, but not not quite. Yeah, there's a little bit of, and I would attribute that to probably just the aging process there in uh, in I'm Texas. Gonna, I'm gonna do the hand clap deal because. Yeah. If you don't know what he's doing, lots can, of wood there. You can learn in one of our classes. Yeah. Or you can Google it. <laughs> a lot of people actually do it. I think Freddie does it as well. Yeah. But it works well. Basically, the first clap, um, that'll give you some proof on it. Kind of, it's more ethanol. ethanol. The second clap will yeah. give you your main ingredient. You just rub your hands together. And the third clap and rub um, is going to give you a lot of that wood sugary notes that come out. Yeah, man, but that's turkey, good. an empty glass of turkey, like tomorrow morning, like drink a glass of turkey and tomorrow morning smell the glass. That I'm getting that smell from it. Yeah, which I, I like. me too. All right, just a sip. It's that cardboard. I don't know. I think it's a cool experience, but it's not my favorite. But I've never historically been a fan of Garrison Brothers. Do you know what the proof is? In this? is it I've done now. It just says Cowboy 2019. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Drinks, uh, <clears throat> drinks a little hot, yeah. but it's tolerable. I wouldn't. It's not something I would start the night out with, probably. Mm-mm. If I'm going to have a few pours, wouldn't jump straight into this. But it didn't um, get better with the second sip. But this yeah. is just one sip kind of deal. Yeah, we're only allowed. You have to pour, pull the rest back in the bottle. <clears throat> yep. Can I drink? Dump down drain. No, we'll drink it. But yeah, that was uh, this week's Just the sip. Let the man talk, Gus. Yeah. <laughs> so we follow him on Instagram. We've known him a long time. But if you he, apparently he's pretty big on TikTok. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. I found his. He tagged us on a video on TikTok, and I was huh. like, "Holy shit, he's got a lot of views." So I've been, um, I've been a busy bee. Yeah. At uh, at home, you know, we had some discussions weeks ago, sort of. Lit a fire under my ass, so to speak. We have we have an ad. We have ads running on both Twitter and TikTok right now, mm-hmm. and Snapchat. Oh, you started Snapchat. I had to use my own to create a business profile. It's not like an account, but we're able to run ads on there. It's funny Snapchat's coming back. It's weird. 
Um, I've never really been huge on it. You know that, like you using it. You know, I used it for a while, for years a long ago. time. Yeah, and uh, I didn't even know it was, it was a thing at that point. To be honest with you, what's well, like? Were you, <clears throat> when did you get married? Twenty fifteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, it was fourteen. So when I came back, twenty fourteen, yeah. and I was using Snapchat, and you yep. were like, "What is this?" Using Snapchat, <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, you missed it! Like all of Afghanistan was on Snapchat." Yeah, like uh, we used no to. Idea. I used to Snapchat. I mean, everything. Just like even just night just shenanigans yeah i mean everything was on snapchat and then when the mwr would come or we had wi-fi yeah yeah i'd upload it all and it was fun but i have some saves still like on my computer but in my snapchat memories they're not there hmm. which sucks yeah it does suck but yeah so uh i forgot why i said that and where i was going at you mentioned something oh you mentioned him on tiktok yeah yeah, yeah. it's funny how like people's presence is different on, on yeah. different platforms a lot different. for sure yeah so I got on Rumble today because we started a Rumble account when Rumble first came out, and I didn't know. I thought it was just another YouTube, so I threw up like two podcasts, and I threw up the Yeti, the Yeti horn, yeah, video, and uh, it's like half. It's like 130 thumbs up, and then 40 thumbs down. I'm like, why are you thumbing this down? And then I, so today I spent some time getting going through Rumble, yeah. and because uh, I've never really been on it, and I think it's just like a a political platform. That's really all that's on there. Yeah, I think it is. It's one of those. It's one of those platforms that popped up that people were like, "Hey, you can't say what you want to say." Yeah. Certain people aren't able to say what they want to say on this platform or that platform. Come on over here. You can say whatever you want. Which is interesting because you would think that you can say whatever you want on this platform. It'd be like dirty, dark Full of shit. All kinds of stuff. But it's just po- politics. Isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I don't think I knew that uh, politics were that. Yeah, you know. there's another app for it's more or less for um, messaging, secure messaging. Yeah, uh, but the way people have set it up is like by starting a group, and it's basically just a giant group chat that you can post whatever you want, and that's where people like I've seen that. Yeah, like there's some folks uh, that the uh, Ed, 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 Ed Calderon, oof, that guy's that his page is, is that what it is Calderon? Yeah, yeah. El Calderon is Ed, Ed's manifesto. Yeah, yeah, Ed's manifesto. His uh, the stuff that he posts from the yeah. cartel shit is. I was in on Un- that for a while. Unseeable. Well, you know, I quit. I quit doing that because I. I what I previous. Work. I did too, and uh, well, I I was following his stuff because the stuff that's going on south of the border generally just it just interests me. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating that there's it, the stuff happening there is as bad, if not worse, than what was going on in Afghanistan and in, in Iraq. But we're not. Dude, that shit gets dark. I mean, working that stuff. There were days where the only reason I made it to work is because the extension cord of my toaster wouldn't reach my bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to quit working that. uh, uh, Suicide joke, folks. Um, (laughs) Was it? I was trying to make breakfast in the bathtub. uh, Oh, efficiency, man. That's a great way to get things done quickly. Um, I don't have enough time. I I got to make toast while I take a bath. There are a few platforms like that. Do you think people take morning baths? Have you ever met someone? That's a different. If they they are, if if somebody has the time to To take a morning bath. bath, that's a different lifestyle, bro. That's we so, should that's try something it to that's something to aspire to. Maybe a birthday routine. Maybe I take the <laughs> birthday off and I start the morning with a whiskey and a cigar on my back patio. Yeah. Then I take a morning bath. Have yeah. the wife wife bring me my breakfast while I bathe. We should take morning baths, film it, and put it on Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that's how'd you, so how'd you guys blow up? <laughs> Believe Have it or not. Believe it or not, feet pics and bathtubs. Two fat dudes in a bubble bath. <laughs> not together. Not together. It's not what I meant, uh, but you know what I mean. Jeez, we have like a yeah. We, uh, could, we could do a podcast like that. There's, <laughs> I would do it. I'd smoke a cigar in my bathroom, throw a fan in the window. Not a big deal. Yeah, it's not my house. I don't the care. wife will get pissed, but no, I don't think she would. You know, that's one thing. She she really doesn't care what I do. It's good. 
It is good. And it also, I think it, it keeps me from doing anything bad because I want to make sure that stays, you know, the law. Yeah. She's also our probably biggest supporter. How many emails did we get? None? We have, <clears throat> I'm going to reach out to this gentleman. I said, thank you. Somebody actually did respond. I'm going to, I said, thank you for, I was in a rush, but I want to make sure you got answered. I'd like to, I'm going to reach out back up to him and see if he's willing to give me his address for us to send him something. He's the only person that responded to our call to action at the end of last episode. So I got some texts. Okay. So cool. Okay. You're right. We did get some group texts. So, yeah. um, then I, I take that back, but I, I don't know this. We don't know this person. At least I don't think I know. Do you know a Bob Thennis? I don't. So Bob, if you're listening, you're you're the I think the only one that reached out that we don't have a personal like relationship like that we don't personally know. Well, we want to personally know you, so please reach out again or we'll respond. Yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll, get I'm your shoot, address. I'm gonna shoot you an email, get your address, and uh, send you. What did he say? He just said, "I listened all the way to the end. Have a great day, gentlemen." Wow. So, Bob thank Thennis, you, Bob. thank you for that. Appreciate it. You have uh, you know, and and everybody else, thank you also for letting us know that uh, that you're listening. Um. Enough of that. Sniper's Unknown. Yeah, we got to get into Sniper's Unknown, man, because our boys fucking handled some business. Yeah, so last year, what did we place? 26th? Yeah, it's like 26th out of 52 or 50 teams. Yep, so we did. I asked to do better than half last year, and so this year I gave them 15. The number was 15. You got to do better than 15. And there was 42 competitors, so you look at – we're just whiskey and white tails. We're just good old boys. We know – a sniper that's a green beret, and we know a guy that works for, you know, companies like Triple Canopy, Blackwater, things of that nature, con- independent contractor, also former Army. Um, and so we just had these two guys that we love and, and want to collaborate with and do stuff with and sent them out there to do their best. And they finished 12th this year out of 42. So big hands up to them. You guys blew us away. You did better than we asked. For once, and you I'm know just what? Kidding. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna joke around on this. I'm gonna be serious. <laughs> no, like, I, I really appreciate y'all's work. Larry it trained like a motherfucker. Yeah, and uh, the the way he shot and the way both of them shot, it, it was it was it was very impressive. Uh, I was impressed, as was a lot of the. Uh, we got so many compliments. A lot of, a lot of the ROs yep. and other shooters at how well our guys communicated. Yeah, um, and to make it, it, it for just you know a cherry on top. Uh, they live in different parts of the state and had not had an opportunity to shoot together since last year's competition. So they yeah. showed up, they shot a little bit, I guess a week or two before to zero in on some uh, using that, the, the ammo that Lariat had received or had. And that was it. Like, yeah. And so they, um, well, the army is big on. There's five things when it comes to combat: it's shoot, move, communicate, communicate, communicate. So there's that's it's it's really only three things, but they say communicate two more times after that because it's important. It's it's massively important. And and these other teams, we watched them. We watched them do their rounds. They were very quiet. They didn't say much to each other. But every single stage we went to, they were both tapping each other on the back, pointing, yelling, saying, "This is where it is." Yeah. So, like the video, if you look at the video this morning, it had one thousand views. We're now at one point six thousand views, so we got six hundred views since this morning on it. But in the in the mid, like towards the end of the video, we have them doing a communication segment, and yeah, Jax is just repeating himself. Like, and then he's like, and then there's a tree, and then there's this, there's a branch, there's two things looking at us, and Lamar on the rat on the you know throws the bolt. 
because he's he has acquired the target, pulls the trigger, and and hits, and then Jax goes perfect, and then starts looking for the next, the next target. target. Yeah, and it's and as soon as they were done with that stage, the RO there, which I ended up smoking a cigar with the night before, a cool dude. He he was like, dude, no one is doing that. No one's talking. Yeah, like you guys are communicating. It's good, but we heard that stage after stage that these guys are that they were getting around, they were getting along and yeah. talking to each other and walking each other on targets and what Jax would call hashtag sniper shit. <laughs> but I think that shows their real world application yes. of these skills. But you and I missed I missed the first uh, the first stage. I think the first day because I was driving up. Uh, you mentioned that uh, Lamar shot. A pistol for for one of the stages and did really well and he hasn't really been shooting he pistol not, much at doesn't all doesn't shoot pistol much and then Jax gave him that pistol like right before the match right and so he had never shot it and so he he was making targets and he missed his first shot and then in the video we took of, the, of us running the overhead shot mm-hmm. it looks like a drone shot the audio on that Jack or Lamar's laughing and he's like, ah, I missed my first pistol shot <laughs> because he thought it was funny because it's like it, it was expected. You yeah. Know? But he he was knocking him out after that. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of pistol this year. I feel like there was more pistol last year. There was. There was um there were a handful, but they'd had they had a similar stage this year. The the, the main pistol stage this year was similar to last year in that you earned your pistol shots. Yeah, it was yeah. like a buy-in. Like, yeah. you had to make long-range shots in order to get to the pistol, and the pistol is, is, is the counted. one that counted the yeah, most. Right. And so guys were missing those long-range shots and not getting an opportunity to get back to the, the shorter stuff. Uh, and you had to run back and forth, so there was a, you know elevated heart rate and stuff mm-hmm. they were throwing at you as well. It was a – it was a it's – I was impressed last year. I was I was equally as impressed this year. I was blown away this year. The, last year I was impressed because it was my first time, but uh, sure. they definitely the movers. Yeah, that whole, that whole technology, that whole setup is fascinating. Yeah, I, I knew that kind of stuff existed, but never really having seen it in person, um, and and just just seeing just how advanced it is, super fascinating. We also only had one guy tell me to blur his face, and I was like, okay, because I'm never gonna see him, and like I'm, he wasn't even really around us. And then one of the shots that I really wanted to use in that field, of course, he was standing in. Oh, it, no. So I had to blur his face on <laughs> that one. But, but other than that, we got we got full clean footage of everybody. We met yeah. some awesome people. Um, shout out to, uh, I don't want to screw it up, but I'm probably going to four one nine, precision area four one nine area four one nine. Shout out to those guys. We hung out with them pretty much the entire weekend, and they sent <laughs> Lamar a badass muzzle brake that on the underside has a CNC. Um, Penis. Yes. And it's, and so, <laughs> and it's beautiful. Lamar's gun is all matte black and like yeah. this matte copper color, very earth, earth tone, super hashtag sniper shit. Yeah. Of course, what they send him is this blingy yeah. ass gold muzzle brake. Fronts for his, for his <laughs> rifle. Yeah. And they got him a plus one round extender as well that was, that was gold. Yeah. yeah I think it's probably pretty, copper, but, but either way, either it's, way, it's, it's it, really looks, cool. it looks really cool. You know, but that can't be copper. You mentioned magazine. It, I, that wouldn't work very well. It's got to be plated. Um, but you were talking about the communication, like there was a stage where you, they had to shoot, uh, it was like a ladder. You shot target one, then two, then yeah. one, then three. Yep. And they knew how many rounds each person had before in the magazine before they changed. And so it was two rounds before Lamar was out and Jax was down in the box. He could have been ch- chatting and waiting for his turn yeah, to go, he was counting rounds. but he was counting. He couldn't see anything, but he's counting rounds and he screams, mag change in two yeah and it so was like up there we didn't hear two all uh, i heard was mag change and that's all he heard so after he fired that shot he looked yeah 
and then racked and then shot again and looked again. So we probably lost a couple seconds there, which we only lost that round by one second. Oh man. Which um was a percentage. We would have been eleventh. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he said in two. Maybe maybe it was maybe that discussion was had afterwards. I'm sure he I'm did. Not, I'm not sure. But um up there we didn't neither of us heard yeah. it. It was cool, man. It was a lot of controlled chaos. Uh, I wonder if I have. I do have that clip. If it's just so, just so we can give an example for you to hear it. Oh yeah, this is the one we had to. Vertical left lane, approximately 125 meters. It is uh, with a tree limb running up. Perfect. 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 <laughs> and he says hit. And it was great. And then. Um, I had another segment too that uh, it was just hit, hit, hit. It was perfect. Not that one. That was too. That was aggressive. <laughs> this one right here. That was a long <laughs> shot right there. Is that is it in the thousand yard range? I don't know how long. I think that one was six eighty. The very last shot, I think, was 680. But listen to that, 680 meters. Yeah. Which 10%, yeah, meters. But listen how long that return is. Wow. <laughs> What's funny is, is if it's the same stage, there were there were That a was couple... the first day. It was a truck stage. You weren't there. Okay, I wasn't there. Yeah. So the, at the 1,000-yard range on the second day where we were, they were shooting prone off the top of the um, – of that platform. Of the platform. They were shooting so far that the guy, the spotters were saying hit before you could ever hear the plate yep. hit. So it was yep. like they would shoot and you'd hear hit, hit and then a, a breaking ping. Yeah. It was like, geez, man. That's wild. When you, well, you know what, you know what it made me realize when I, we took the picture at the end with, with all the guys standing around and, and all these guys, regardless of where they placed, are incredibly good at what they do and more than lethal. It, well, I'll tell you what, was, there were some, there were some real, the, this is not, this competition, there's a lot of sniper competitions and there's a lot of chodes out there that are just cool guys that have money and shoot snipers. This one particularly, there are, you know, non-combat people there, but the majority of the guys there are CIFSIC instructors or rangers or special forces. I mean, there are, all the range officers there are guys there. that have put effective fire downrange and, and killed people yes. for this country. That's the, who we were hanging out with. The number of people... The number of bad guys that these folks have have put in the dirt combined probably equal yeah. five times the number of people that were actually there. Yeah. And there were a couple hundred people there. And the, the one guy that um, I told you, like, just yeah. we don't talk to him. Sure, yeah. Yeah, Lamar was, he pointed, I'm not going to say his name, but you can Google it. It's a real thing. Lamar pointed him out and was like, that guy right there, they were in Afghanistan. The police chief was molesting a, a boy, yeah. which is very common there. It's not. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's unfortunately, up. that's part of their culture, but <laughs> it's crazy to say. But um, he beat this dude to the edge of his life, and um, that you know, the, they tried to get him in trouble, tried to kick him out of the military, and, the, and it basically, a senator got his back and was like, you know, this, this guy's job is is to protect, yeah, you know, the minority. It's to it's to help. It's to it's you know, their motto is right. Deal press, oh. Libre, libre. I don't know how to say it. Liberate the oppressed. Right. It means li it means liberate the oppressed. Oppressed de libre or something. Li liber. I don't know. Mm. Oppress the liberals. But yeah. So he's like literally. This guy was 
helping the oppressed. He was liberating the oppressed in this yeah. moment. He was doing exactly what you spent millions of dollars training yeah. him to do. Right. And so to get him in trouble for that is, is crazy. But they're like, well, it's an ally, you know. But he ended up getting not in trouble for anything. Good. But the guy has— uh, I support him 100%. A stone-cold face. Like, he has the—he was the guy that invented killer eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like when you look at him, there's just not much there. And and ja and Lamar was like, you know, I saw him smile one time, and I don't remember what it was for. I think it, like a dog came out. Okay, and it was like oh, a puppy, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, but, somebody, some other, and there's another guy there who uh, said he was he was his boss when he was uh, an instructor at some one of the sniper schools, and he was like. That guy was my boss for two years, and I don't think he talked to me one time. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't even think I heard him speak once. <laughs> yeah. And so the, those are the people that we were hanging out with. And, and you got to be a special kind of guy to, like, luckily with your background um, and your dad's service, and, like, you were able to – you understood not to not to be a loser, you know? Yeah, no, it's – those those I can – those, those those environments in that that community, the, those crowd, don't don't bother me. Um, yeah. I, I know kind of where I, where I fit in that hierarchy, and I just – Keep my mouth shut and That's be all respectful. Um, where you belong. I know that I'm it, also. Well, the, the the thing the thing that a lot of people from outside the community would would be um, you know kind of fanboy and oh my god these people and these guys are so it's just they're just regular dudes and they just want to be treated like regular guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just you're gonna call the man the myth the sniper himself. He just texted me, so I figured he might be free. What's going on, set bro? <laughs> we're recording. Um, we're, oh my god. Just the sip. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um, okay. What's that, dude? We're doing a, doing a recap on Snipers Unknown, and I'm not... It's all good. We were doing a recap on Snipers Unknown, and we were doing some high praise, but is there anything you wanted to, to say about the competition, that, your favorite stage or something you, had, you did that was fun or... Oh, let's see. So the, I thought, the, as far as like a sniper comp goes, like I think this year they uh, they did a really good job with like the the, the general putting us in hide sites, putting us in vehicle hides, like hide sites, like in the like in the woods and stuff like that. Uh, the one where me Jax had to talk to me on with the radio, and we're two different hide sites. Like that, I thought that one was super dope. Yeah, um, it's because like because it was it wasn't there was it wasn't as much based around like ELR or extreme long range or taking. Super far shots. This right here was more about like unknown distance, find and engage as quick as possible. So I thought it was more applicable as far as like what are, what it means to really be or what sets snipers apart from okay. the rest of the shooting community. So that was my question. I was asking if you're if that opinion was based on it just being fun or if it was because it was realistic and the kind of thing you train for. Yeah. No, I think this right here was a lot more realistic. Um, last year, it seemed as if it, you know almost every single target was a full size target. Which everyone knows, you know, in, in real life, your 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 target's not going to be a full present at full presentation. So on this one, it was a little bit smaller targets, but they weren't quite PRS like, you know, four inch, four inches like four hundred yards. It was more like, hey, it's a sixty six percent or a fifty percent or at you know four hundred yards or five hundred yards, whatever it was. So yeah, I thought I thought this one right here was better, man. I think they did a lot better job with the stages this year. Um, I had an absolute blast. I thought these were amazing. Yeah, I think you you uh, you blew us away. You did very good. Um, you, like I told you there, I could tell how much effort you put into training it, and we appreciate that. We appreciate you taking it no, serious. No, man, no, hundred percent. Like I said, man, you guys, 
you guys support us sending us there so the least i can do is you know work my ass off and not make a an ass of myself at the competition and at least be somewhat um competitive you know like i said last year last year was our first time ever working together there was a lot of you know insert excuse here you know we had all those equipment issues and kind of sourcing everything so this year i think it was a better representation of our abilities um as far as like we went in there with our you know with our equipment i didn't bring any any of the uh gear from you know any of the gucci gear any other shit like i brought in nothing but the shit i've been working with so yeah i think it was amazing i had a great time it was cool watching it i didn't get to shoot like uh i wanted to but I know that we're gonna do it away, but I was thinking we could do. You could come up here one time, and we could do a um, like a Patreon exclusive deal where where we we fly a patron down and you give us all a CQB course and a long range shooting course, and we get to put our hands on that three hundred eight. Dude, no, a hundred percent. I'm I'm all about teaching, man. I love this stuff. Um, you know, I've only you know, this is this the job I chose to do, but it's the job I'm going to be doing whenever I get out as well. You know, I'm super passionate about it. I love it. So yeah, man, any, anytime you guys want to do it, we'll set it up. We get it going. Yeah. I love it. And we're excited to see what you do when you do get out, when you're finally done being a badass. <laughs> yeah, man. I tell you right now, just shooting all this paper, it's just <laughs> real hard nowadays, you know, <laughs> I'm going to buy you a grunt style shirt. Oh dude. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm that cool or not. I don't know if I'm that <laughs> badass. You know, he'll, get, like, he'll, get, he'll get you a grunt style and I'll buy you a nine line shirt. Yeah. Jesus I was talking Maybe to uh, my combat <laughs> medic friend this morning. He sent me um, that, that, that meme I sent with the Halloween costume with the nine line shirt. He's Jesus, the one that yes. sent it to me. And I was, and I was like, how many nine line shirts do you own? He's like, sadly I own one. I was like, well, of all yeah, the people yeah. that own a nine line shirt, it's, it's probably you. Cause I told him, I was like, every time I see somebody wearing one, I'm like, what, are, what, are, name one of the nine lines. Was, and nobody knows what we're talking about. I was about. just going to say, have if, you seen me do it before? Well, I was going to say like, I, I could make a sport out of getting some popcorn or make <laughs> make a entertainment out of getting some popcorn and a drink and sitting at the market and watching you oh, watch yeah. or ask every person that comes through with a nine line shirt. So I'm going to ask him, can you name one yes. of those? Can you name one of those nine lines? <laughs> and the, <laughs> the, the last guy you, the last guy that you asked didn't know. He and didn't it, even know it was, and it turned and, out he was a medic. And yeah, yeah, I was gonna say you should have made him take his fucking shirt off. He lost, he lost all privileges. You yeah. can't wear that shirt here. Right? Then, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, I, I kind of remember that." And then he was like, "It's, it's, it's funny. I'm, I'm actually, I was actually a medic, or I was like, or whatever." And it's, uh, Dude, no lie. The guy we're talking about. Look, uh, just so you know, I'm not lying. What did he just ask me? No way. <laughs> he just asked me if I have any blends. <laughs> take him off your friends it, list. <laughs> Stop it, dude. You need better friends. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, that's yeah, the swear guys wearing those nine line need... shirts, man. It's always the guys where everybody wants it. You know, they're gonna tell you all the war stories. They ended the war, you know? Yeah. Super, I can always tell amazing. if you don't know what a nine line is, you didn't go to war. That's that's a fact. And even Not then you, no, a, a thousand percent. That or you're fucking or like I would have never wanted to go go to war with you. It's uh yeah, low dude. flying pilots eat tacos. That that was what they taught us. Yeah. Low flying. So I mean, it's location, frequency, precedence, equipment, and time. Type. 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 Yeah. Then after that, what is it? Security of pickup site. Yeah, but there's no sec- There's never security. There's never bio. There's never nuclear. It's a method of marking. Yet. Method of marking. Yeah. Uh, right. What is it? Panels or smoke or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you don't give them the color until they're, the bird's inbound and they can actually confirm the color 
in case somebody intercepts that. Well, today with MGRS, they, they can get right on top of you. Yeah. It's, that's some Vietnam shit <laughs> with panels and smoke. We passed them at one time, but it's like all you're doing is letting everybody in the valley know where you are. <laughs> Well, they there already you know guys. you're there. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. Like, it's not like we're showing up <laughs> yeah. super quiet, riding camels and shit. Well, we get those yeah. birds come over and do that heavy jamming, and then uh, and it was we it was nice, but yeah. yeah well, I mean, we I think we we use smoke on ours, but I mean, like you said, it wasn't. I mean, it made for some really badass photos. Oh, you know, like dude, for sure. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say, dude. It. If if I come down to Seventh and film, uh, if you guys are ever doing something cool. And want want me to come down there? I'd come down there and film some. I could film some badass stuff for Vortex. I do a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because like I told you that those those Soul Snatcher videos, that's like, that's what you do with shitty footage. You turn it into that. I'd have to purposely film shittily. <laughs> <laughs> like you get nauseous while you're watching it. Yeah, you because <laughs> you want it to look staticky and gross, and and it's like I filmed too pretty for that. Yeah, do you, do you like that video, pretty. by the way? You were the star of it. it. It's got 1.5 thousand. Uh, what was it? 1.5 thousand. It's 1.6. Right we just talked about it a second ago, and I looked it up. I'm I'm pretty sure a thousand of those are mine. My wife, every time <laughs> she hears the first two notes, Selena's like, "Shut the fuck up, <laughs> turn it off." You keep She's watching. Not huh? We were at all. We were talking earlier. If your biceps were a little bigger, the views would probably be a lot higher. All right, all right, guys, all right. First of all, my biceps. My biceps are huge. Okay, huge. <laughs> As as Trump, huge, enormous. huge, wrong. <laughs> and it's, it's been you know like it's it's been a long year. You know? No, I'm fuck, fucking with you, man. As I get as I get closer to thirty, it gets a little harder. <laughs> hey, you gotta up that test, bro. Oh my god, you ain't lying, dude. Yeah. I, I keep talking to my doc. I'm like, hey, man, I don't feel good. He's like, no, you're you're at perfect levels. I was like, <laughs> I tell you what, dude, those commercials where they were like, if you have low T, come see us. It's like you can't even say low testosterone. It makes it feel dirty. <laughs> like I don't oh, want to go be diagnosed for low T, but if you're like, hey, I'm a man, I'm gonna go get some testosterone. Then yeah. it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. I take T, dude. Seven mil straight up the asshole. What's up? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. He, I was talking. I was talking to him. I was. I'm gonna go f- f- talk to an endocrinologist. And you uh, should, man. If you're over 35 yeah. and uh, you don't feel like a spring chicken, go get some tea, get some uh, some e blockers, and 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 roll. Yeah, Sorry, I got checked. I got checked at 20, 28 or twenty nine, and my levels were at two forty five. Damn, dude, that's not good. You must have bad genes. That's them Appalachian genes. Appalachian? All right, first of all, I'm a trucker. <laughs> I think that's from a lot of I think that's from a lot of TBIs and shit. Yeah. Maybe that's what it's from. I don't know. They call it operator syndrome. I stopped whenever they said operator. I was like, thank you. Dude, I got I got uh I got an MRI the other day. Um and I thought because the whole plan was to see how big my uh what's that football player that murdered all those people? Um I don't know. Can't remember his name. He apparently had like so many TBIs, he had a hole in his brain, and it was making him crazy. Wow. Um. Anyway, I was, so I was trying to see how big my it's like Andrew Zimmer Zackerman or something. I have no idea. I don't play football, but uh, I was I, I was I thought that's what they were, I was going for was to look at that, see how big my hole is. What in was my it brain. for? Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you after. <laughs> Fair enough. I got a new problem, which is fun. All okay. right, we're gonna we're gonna go. So I want you to close it out, however you want. Tell us your favorite war story, your favorite quote, or just say f off and, and hang up. 
Yeah, I don't have I, I don't have no war stories. That's not me. <laughs> I know uh, it's not. <laughs> no, what, what was that quote you you gave at the uh, at the opening dinner? I don't want to tiptoe through life to arrive safely at death. That's it. Dude, I'm getting that shit tattooed right next to whiskey and white tails. I think I'm gonna do it too with a with a collection of skulls at the bottom. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent. We'll match up. I definitely. That's one thing I learned this weekend is I need more skull tattoos. <laughs> I have plenty, but dude. I think I need more. If I see one more KIA bracelet that doesn't have an actual name on it, it's just a fashion statement, I might lose my fucking mind. Dude, I was looking at all of them. If it didn't have ODA or BAT and it was in the last six years, I didn't believe it. <laughs> no, no. It's so, everybody wants to be a part of a club. It's like, damn, dude, just go shoot your friends, you know? <laughs> go kill your friends. <laughs> oh, get, get your Pat Tillman on. Yeah, <clears throat> pat him up, dog. <laughs> all right, man, we're, uh, we're out. I want you to close it. You have a... Uh, have Weston sing sing our song. That's how we'll close it. Weston, Weston, you remember the song for the for whiskey? Yes. Yeah. How's it go? I don't know. You don't know? I like, I like, I like drinking whiskey. You gonna sing it? No. You good? <laughs> He's trying to blow a ball up right now with the dog. So yeah, he okay. don't have it. He used to sing it. Well, good luck blowing the ball up with the dog. It sounds difficult. So we're doing Dude, scary, spooky music. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna record. No, no. Oh, I can't record. I'll do it with your phone. I'm gonna record Gus doing the uh, the spooky. So he did a spooky intro all by hand. So I'm gonna record it and I'll send it. Are you want to do it again? Yeah, do the whole thing again. So this is how we're gonna play you out, and then we're gonna end the podcast. Thanks everybody for joining. Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. From the Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest, me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.